0: Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm happy to be bringing God's Word this evening. As my brother said, uh, my name is Jude Mutaguya, and um, I serve, I'm a parishioner at Saints Cathedral, and I serve alongside our youth pastors to coordinate the teens' service. And I am happy to be bringing God's Word this evening. Um, This evening, I'll be talking about uh, the Lord being a faithful, covenant keeper, and our main main text is from uh, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7. If you could open there uh, from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7 from verse 1 um, to 10. Uh, But before I read, let me ask us to pray, shall we? Lord God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for bringing us together to share your word. And Lord, we pray that you will speak to us as you've done before. The Lord, you will speak to us this evening individually, but also corporately as we are gathered here. Lord, we pray that you'll open our ears. The Lord, you open my heart. That Lord, as I share your word, Lord, it won't be me speaking, but it will be you speaking to us as a body of Christ. I pray, believing and trusting in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I'll read the portion uh, from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, from verse 1 to 10. Verse 1, when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gigashites. The Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Egyptians. And When the Lord your gives them what you will feed them, they must devote them to complete destruction. You shall make no covenant with them and show no mercy to them. You shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons. For they would turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of the Lord would be kindled against you, and he would destroy you completely. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall break down their altars, and dash in pieces their pillars, and chop down their ushering, and burn down their carved images with fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God, the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession, out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other, any other people, that the Lord set his love on you and chose you for the fewest of all the peoples, but it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping oath that you to your fathers, that the Lord has brought you out and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations, and repays their face those who hate him by destroying them. He will not be slack with one who waits him. He will repay him to his face. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So this evening, what we see is uh, Moses uh, instructing the people of Israel. And they are a critical time. They are in a time where they're about to take over the promised land, the land that God has the land that God had swore to their forefathers that he would give to them. So the time is ripe. So Moses is giving them instructions, instructions that they are supposed to do, things that they are supposed to do when they get to the promised land. And I like it in verse one, when Moses speaks with so much um, certainty, he speaks with so much clarity. Moses is speaking with so much boldness. Listen in verse one, when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it, when the Lord your God, Moses is not saying, if the Lord your God, he's saying, when the Lord your God. And this points to um, uh, uh, so much um, clarity, so much Certainty that Moses has before God. You know, you need to know that Israel was not yet in the land, but Moses still instructed them as if it were a certainty. And this was because it is based on the faithful promise of God. God has done done many things for Israel before, God has delivered uh, Israel from. Uh, the chariots that were chasing them, the chariots of Egypt that were, that were chasing Israel. So Moses knows, Moses has seen, Moses has testimony of what God can do, of how faithful, of how God has kept the promises earlier. So even now this one, it is not a big deal for God. God is going to deliver the land to you as he's, has, as he has promised before. So listen, he goes on and he says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it, and clears away many nations before you, which the nations—the Hittites, the gigashites the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites—seven nations more numerous and mighty than you—and when the Lord gives them, must devote them to complete destruction. So it says that you are know, like, land. land that is foreign to them, their nations occupying the land, but the Lord is telling them to completely destroy, to completely deal, to completely uh, uh, devote these nations to complete destruction. Moses is saying that these nations are stronger. These nations are mighty So therefore, Israel is not able to win these nations in their own strength. Israel must must depend on God. They must depend on God. If they are depending on God, they are going to be able to defeat the the. the, the the, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and all those types. They're going to be able to defeat that nation if they depend on God, because it is the Lord, their God, who is giving the nations over to them. So they must depend on God as they go into this foreign land. They must depend on God. Without God, it's right? God is, God is, God is it's on him. So, God has brought Israel to face a challenge that is impossible in their own strength, but entirely possible in Him. It's with God, you know, we are living, um, if, if I could compare this uh, to the we living in today, the Bible tells us on uh, a different point that we are not you belong to this world, you don't belong to this world but God has chosen you, God has handpicked you, therefore, whatever you do must be to give him the glory. It must, whatever like the way you do you take it up, it must be to give God the glory. So the Israelites, the Israelites are given an instruction to deal uh, with these nations, to destroy everything they find in this land, complete destruction. Complete destruction. Moses continues and says, "You shall make no covenant with them, show no mercy to them. You shall not intermarry with them, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters for your sons, for they will turn away from. They will turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. In other words, they will they will defect you. In other words, they will contaminate you with sin." have nothing to do, have, have nothing to do with these people, with these nations, because they had devoted themselves to idol worship, uh, worshiping the God called Asherim, you know, having carved images, and these were their form of worship. And Israel was a nation that God had picked for his own possession. A nation that God had chosen to worship him. Therefore, as they go into this new land, they are supposed to completely destroy this land. And the same is true for us today as Christians. God has chosen us. God has chosen us. And he has prescribed different ways in which we must live in this world. The Israelites go to completely destroy these 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 tribes these nations therefore even as we leave this shortly we must um listening to what god is telling us what god is telling saying is, is these nations are going to uh subject them they're going to the, the, the israelites it's going to be so easy for them to buy into their culture if they don't destroy them completely the same is true for us today god Wants us to deal with all members of ourselves. God wants to. God wants us to deal with anything in our lives that is detestable before Him and that is sin. God wants us to completely deal with sin in our lives. The world we are living in is filled with sin. The way the world is fashioned, the things in this world are more appealing. They are more appealing, and you may you may find yourself in a situation where you you, you even you don't need God because maybe you have money. It's easy for it to be strong, but as we live in this world, it's very difficult. Yes, we have to give sin completely. God is telling the Israelites to completely destroy, to completely destroy. In verse five, God is telling them to deal. With the altars of the Canaanites, the Perizzites, and all those nations, to dash them into pieces, their pillars to chop down, to completely deal with, you know, these ungodly nations. And the same is true for us today. As we deal with sin, we must deal with sin completely. We don't have to say, "Ah, for me, this this is just my weakness." Sin is sin. It's not just. Our weakness, it is sin, we must deal with it completely. You know, when the Bible talks about how we should deal with sin, uh, and, and I, I like what Paul says in Romans, Romans 8, 13, that put to death the days of the body. The Bible talks about how we should deal with sin as Christians, as well as to we massage sin. No, no, we must deal with sin decisively because sin destroys our relationship with God. In the book of Colossians, Paul God says, modify, modify the deeds of your flesh, you know, flee evil, deal with the root, you know, kill the root of temptation, deal with sin, do not massage sin, deal with it completely. God has called you for a purpose, you're supposed to be separate, therefore, if anything is coming into the way of your relationship with God, you must deal with it decisively, you know, these nations, the Canaanites, the, 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 the parasites. they have walked away from God. They are doing things that are contrary from what God wants them to do. Therefore, God is giving an instruction to the Israelites to completely deal with anything that they find in this land. They're not supposed to intermarry with their sons or daughters. They're supposed to deal with their altars. Why, in verse 6, God is saying, for you are a people holy to me. Moses is telling them that the Lord, the God has told you to be a people of all the people who are on the, the earth. It was not because you are more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you are the fewest of all the peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath, that he swore to your fathers that the lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you friends we we are not believers because we are so holy because uh, we, we we you know we are, we, are, we are so perfect it's because of god's grace it's because god has been so gracious to us that we can now be called holy people you know God is reminding, Moses is reminding the Israelites in this text in verse 7 that it was not because they were more in number than the Canaanites and the Pelagites that the Lord set his love on them. You know, but it's because in verse 8, it's because the Lord loves the Israelites. And so the Lord is keeping the oath that he swore to their fathers. You know, it's because of God's love that all of us are believers. It's, This evening it's because of God's faithfulness It's because of God's love. And therefore, because God is faithful, it should be a motivation for us to obey him. It should be a motivation for us to look to him and trust him when he gives you an instruction. Are you ready to to, to obey it? We are under a new covenant with God as believers, a new covenant that Christ has laid his body down for a new covenant that Christ has shed his blood for. That's how we come to be believers. And therefore, there's instructions. We cannot live the way we want to live, but we must live in a way that God appreciates, a way that God has instructed and prescribed through his word. God is faithful. God has loved us so much but we must not take his love for granted as we live into this world. We we must not take uh, his faithfulness for granted, but we must act. His faithfulness must be a motivation for us to be obedient. Therefore, we must deal with evil decisively. As believers, we must be different from the world. We must be different from the world. We must deal with sin decisively, not massage sin. The Lord has been faithful to his covenant. He has preserved us. You know, he has done everything possible for us to now enter into his family. You know, when Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, For you were once dead in your sin, but the Lord God, out of his grace, delivered you. We were once not a people, but God, out of his grace, He has granted us an opportunity to partake um, of the riches of his grace. Therefore, we must not take it lightly. We must live in light of the fact that God has saved us. And how are we to live? We must live in a way that gives him the glory. We must live in a way that exalts him. We must live in a way that appreciates the covenant that he initiated for us, undeserving people. We must live in a way that gives him the glory. And truth be told, many of us uh, would not want to completely destroy the sins, which keep us from God's promised land of blessing and peace. You know, we want to weaken them and have some control over them, you know, God is telling the Israelites, do not just just weaken these nations, but completely, completely destroy them. Completely destroy them. Utterly destroy them. Utterly deal with the sin in your life. Utterly deal with the sin in your life. Deal with the members of yourself. Put to death the deeds of your body. You know, deal with the root. Deal with the root. Don't just deal with the signs. Deal with the root itself. Kill the root of temptation in your life. God is faithful to keep his promise. And therefore, as believers this evening, our encouragement is let us trust God. Let us depend on God. All of us know that Jesus Christ is coming back to take a church without stain or reading or a church that is radiant without saying, and therefore, every day it's a church for us to look to God, to look to this faithful, covenant keeping God and trust Him, and trust Him for our future, and trust Him for our destiny. destiny was to our destiny. And out the and there are about those we should be challenged every day with the life. to do in him and We can entertain the we the we the truth, we we can entertain the truth, we the we can the we we spot there I'll We must choose to trust him, we must choose to trust. trust completely, because he is faithful to fulfill like he has missed. We really appreciate him. It is so bad when we come to the church that we are keep walking in the same scene. We must be decisive and deal with the sin in our lives. Shall we pray? But God, we come before you in humility. We come before you in humbleness, acknowledging that you are faithful and Lord is evident in our lives to God. It is, it is evident that you are a covenant keeping God. Once you say a word, you are able to fulfill it. And therefore, this evening, God the challenge is before us. Will you help us through your Holy Spirit to deal with any, any sin in our lives, oh God? May we be decisive, oh God, in places where we have given the devil a foothold. Will you convict us through your spirit to return to you, to deal with that sin completely, to deal with the root of temptation completely? Oh God, will you convict us? Will you convict us again and again and again and again, oh God, where we have given the devil a foothold? oh God, as a church, as individuals, in our places, oh God, will you challenge us again? Will you remind us that it is because of Jesus Christ that we belong to you? It's because of the cause of Jesus Christ that we belong to you. May we choose to live obediently as people that are set apart, as people that have been lavished with love from you, O God. May we not take lightly what you've done for us. May we not take lightly the power of the cross in life of a believer. May we not take lightly your faithfulness, we invite you, Jesus, to deal with us as you've done before. Will you deal with us, oh God? Will you sanctify us, oh God? Will you sanctify us, oh God? Will you revive us again as your church? Will you revive us again as families, as individuals, oh God? Will you revive us again, oh God? Revive us again, Breathe your spirit into our lives of oh God. We have walked in the flesh for so long. We have refused to completely to utterly destroy the sin in our lives of oh God. We have pretended, will you forgive us, Jesus? Will you forgive us for the pretense as a church, as individuals? Forgive us for where we've pretended and we've not exposed the sin, forgive us. As young people, where we've ventured into many things, fornication, lust, addictions, alcoholism, oh God, where we have given excuses, will you forgive us and help us, oh God, help our unbelief. Help us to understand that you have loved us so much Help us to understand that your grace should, be t- should not be taken for granted, but we sh- it should be a motivation for us to live in obedience to your will. It should be a motivation for us to live in obedience to your word, oh, God. We welcome you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we
1: pray. Amen. God bless you. man. Uh, thank you, Jude, uh, for sharing with us and for sharing God's Word with us. Uh, yes, we are going to continue in prayer as we... We are going to lift up those things that we, we may have kept in our lives, those things, those actions that we may have kept in our lives, but do not glorify the name of the Lord. We are going to lift them into the hands of the Lord, and we are going to pray together uh, to ask the Lord that to to change and to visit us. We know there are very many things. Sometimes, as uh, as our brother has been sharing, sometimes we massage, uh, we massage, we massage sin, and we are like, "Hey, this is this is my weakness. This is, but that's not the call. God is calling us this evening. Uh, God is faithful." God is faithful, and God is able to save us and to heal us from all those things. So let, let's pray. Let's pray together. Uh, For your word that you have brought unto us this evening, and Lord, it's our prayer that it will work within us Oh God. Lord, there are very many areas where I have known to worked according to your will. There are very many areas where we have allowed sin to be in our lives, oh God. Father, it's our prayer that you forgive us, oh Lord, and Lord it's our prayer that you revive us, oh God, you revive us, oh God, in everything that nothing and nothing, that nothing will hinder us from from enjoying your love for God. Father, we pray that even as we leave this fellowship this evening, that you will continue speaking to us and that you will continue being our role model, God, that in everything we will choose to look to you as the healer, as the perfecter, and as the one who goes before us in every circumstance, oh God. Father, in a special way, we surrender our families and our friends who may be struggling with different sin, with different things that you are calling them to surrender down and them to look to you. We pray, God, that you may visit them, that you may reach out to them and challenge them, Lord, in every place that they may be in, oh God. Father... We need healing. As a church, there may be those things that you are calling us to us and challenge us, oh God. Lord, we also thank you for our brother, our Jude, that has shared the word, your word. Lord, it's our prayer that you continue blessing him, that you may continue refilling him one more, more and more, God, till he overflows, oh God. We know there may be certain things that he needs there may be certain areas where he needs assistance oh god father we pray that you guide and provide for him oh god but lord even for the rest of the team that is here lord even as we we journey this salvational journey lord is our prayer lord is our prayer lord is our prayer that you be with us oh god there are very many temptations there are very many challenging things oh god but we pray and we choose to tap from your strength of oh God, that you bless us and guide us in everything that we do, Lord. We present to you the cathedral and all its activities. We pray for the forthcoming uh, prayer prayer meeting. O oh God, we pray that you be with us. Lord, that you guide all speakers that I will be coming in, those in, from Uganda and from those overseas. O oh, Lord, we pray that your will will be done, oh God. And see, Lord, we pray for every activity that is taking place at the cathedral, that, Lord, we may experience your word, that we may know your oh God. And above all, Lord, that you may continue communicating to us. And at the end of the day, glory and power. We'll be back to your Lord. We thank you, Jesus, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.